know. What's up, you guys? It's another episode of the Hendo Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Hendo, and we have some special people back in the building. Welcome to the Hendo Congregation. I have one, a, a special wait, wait, model. Wait, wait. It's all good. We'll let it run. All right. We have a special model in the building, Rachel. She is an elite model in the MMA, uh, in the uh, <laughs> photography community here in San Diego. We just talk about MMA. You know me, so I'm tripping. That's what and we got my boy Ramses. That's what now, I want to start this podcast and say, it ain't too many photographers that walk into this building and teaches me a lesson in lighting. <laughs> my boy Ramses is a master at lighting. Ramses, what, what do you usually shoot? Man, uh, Speaking to the mic for you. Speaking to the mic. You know, it's, uh, what do I normally shoot? Yeah, what do you normally shoot? Yeah, fashion, editorial, beauty, portrait, primarily. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. And what is your, how did you get started in photography? Let's start from the beginning Oof. and figure out what's going on. Uh, well, how did you get started in photography? Um, accidentally, actually, like I think some people do. For me, it was, uh, I lost you. There you go. Um, I started, uh, I went to film school, actually. I was going to be a filmmaker. And then like all the crazy things in the world, you go out and buy all the film equipment and you're like, I'm going to make all these movies and do all this shit. And one thing led to another and I realized, man, you try to get a bunch of people to make a movie, it is hard. Schedules are crazy. Um, you know, it, it, it takes forever. And uh, I was messing around one day with, uh, with my camera and I was like, oh man, I can take pictures. And one thing led to another. I just started shooting friends and it was easier, it was faster process, and I fell in love with beauty work, fashion work, and then that was it. I just started shooting. Well, we know one thing. You're cold-blooded on that camera. We know that. That's facts. You know, and we just, uh, you just did a, uh, a photo shoot with Rachel as well. Mm-hmm. Back to back. You guys want to talk about that photo shoot? Um, yeah, sure. It's, uh, we shot um, yeah, back to back, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah back to back. So... This is what happens with me. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. We get you, bro. We get you up to speed. I know. If I got a so, yeah, this, this this is what happens with me, right? It's like you know, just mine's constantly running, right? I'm always just. Don't worry, we'll get you right. Mine's constantly running, and what happens is I see something that inspires me, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I I want to shoot something, um, and then and then I sit on it for a while, mm-hmm. you know, an idea or a, a concept. And I sit on it because I want to find the right person to shoot it with. Right. Because, you know, that, that matters. And so ultimately, um, you know, I find these pockets of time, which I don't really have too much of, but I found this pocket of time. I said, you know, I want to shoot this. And I don't remember what was happening, how we even connected on that. But I was like, I think I reached out to you, right? Yeah, yeah I was like, did. hey, Rachel, it's like, you want to shoot this? And um, she was like, yeah, no, I'm down. I was like, oh, yeah, great. And... You know, and then we just, we booked the time and then we shot it and um, I'm still in retouching, by the way. And then, <laughs> and then after that, I was like, oh, you know what? I have this other thing I want to shoot. And she was like, nope, I'm down for that too. And they're like, okay, great. And um, so like a few days later, well, how long, like a few days? Like, yeah, it was like less than day? a week. Yeah. So yeah. this is more like an editorial shoot. Tell them about the theme of the shoot. Yeah. So Cause this is hot. This is a hot shoot. Let's get, <laughs> let's get to the, the spicy stuff. Let's right. So, so okay, the, okay. so the yeah. first shoot was, um, we're shooting, uh, supposed to be like a, a, a suit, you know, type combination. Right. Um, and 
the thing about shooting with Rachel is that, you know, flexibility is important, but also, you know, when you have a model that can show up on set and improvise and adapt and kind of, you know, bring things together, it's always, you know, big plus. And so we got here, she brought, you know, some awesome stuff, you know, brought some, some great bralette pieces. <coughs> we threw all this stuff together and then she, you know, she made it work. She, uh, she, uh, she got us, um, some really awesome looks and, you know, and then we shot what three, three or four looks. What do we shoot? Three looks. Yeah. You're still fidgeting with this. <laughs> yeah. Still with hey, man, we'll make it happen here. It's all improvising, for sure. So we shot three different looks. Rachel, and yep. what type of, uh, I like the the the, uh, the stuff that you was wearing. Yeah. No, it was so You no, went hard in the paint good. on yeah. that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um, I want to get into more of your lighting. How would you perfect lighting like that? Like I said, because you're, you're a master at lighting. Like, I, I know my lighting. Yeah. But you're like a scientist yeah. when it comes to lighting. So how did you, what, what are the steps or did you take to, to perfect lighting? How'd you learn lighting? Yeah. What, what taught you that, uh, that, 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 you know, type of skill in lighting? Um, you know, lighting is everything, right? So it started with filmmaking, you know, filmmaking, you need three lights, generally speaking, you need a key light, you need a, a fill light, and then you need a, um, uh, a hair light, right? That's generally speaking. So like most filmmaking, you have a three light setup. When it came to photography, I didn't know what the hell I was doing when I first started. My very first photo shoot, I brought in some friends mm-hmm. at a studio. I lined up 10 lights. Right. 10 lights? Going down. Were the Godox lights? That's the question. No, or pro photos? They were all pro photos. And right? you guys hear that? <laughs> Did you guys hear that? My first shoot, I lined up 10 lights, right? I, was, I had no idea what I was doing. My ISO was like, I was in studio. My ISO was like 2,000. I don't remember what I was doing. I, it was horrible. And um, so I'm just shooting this thing. I have no clue what I'm doing. I you know, didn't understand it. I'm just pushing buttons. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so it looked horrible, but I was like, oh, it's not too bad, right? Right. And we had fun. We shot it. After that, I realized, like, man, this is going to be a journey. I need to figure this thing out. And back then, I mean, even to now, people, you know, lighting is one of those things where you know, you might see people's setups or you might, you know, people might tell you what they do. Right. But, you know, it, it's part of your art or it should be. And so you really need to find light setups and light situations that are really just good for you. Right. And, and you perfected those V flats so, with the, oh, I, yeah. you perfected so that look. I started with, you know, I learned from watching a lot of tutorials, like, you know, you're not talking about right. it. YouTube you University. Know, YouTube, yeah. Just go. There's a lot of information out there. And then sometimes you got to pay for it. So, I would buy, you know, a lot of portrait master stuff and watch professionals that did this for years and try to understand, understand the concepts behind it. When did you start making money in photography? That's the question. Three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. So how long were you in your, your uh, photography uh, career? Two. In two years. So yeah. within two years of you just yeah. perfecting your lighting and everything, yeah. you start making money. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So when because did you- I spent two years just lear- just figuring it out. Right, right, right. You know, screwing it up. Right. And then year three, I was like, okay, you know what? I can really make a go at this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah. So lighting is just one of those things where you just, you got to you gotta work at it, you know? Yes, you got to perfect it. You got to work at it every day. Um, sure. So quick question. When do you charge a uh, model then? When? Yes. 
We're going to start. We're going to get you. We're we coming you. Don't throw <laughs> no, you. You looking at me at like, you. hey, let's go. You're let's go. I'm ready to chime time in. Like... Yes. Um, We're just asking general questions right now to get the feel. You know what I mean? So when do you charge a model when you're shooting? At, uh, you know, you're shooting. Here's the thing. I When I first started, I, I worked with, I got lucky in, in Portland and I, I tied into an agency. And so the, the models, the agency would send me models and then they would pay me. Right. That's how it first started. Right. But then I realized that when you do that, you're at the mercy of the agency. Right. right? This, they want something specific and do this and this and this. Right. Which is fine. I mean, you're shooting, you're getting, you know, you're getting paid or whatever. But I actually hated it. Mm-hmm. And I hated it because I had, I had no control. I was shooting what the agency wanted, what the model needed for their portfolio. But it wasn't always in tune with what I wanted to shoot. Okay. And so then I started going the other way. I was like, you know what? If I pay a model to shoot or if I collaborate with a model, then I don't have those restrictions. I can do whatever I want to do. Right. Which is what ended up happening mostly. So, I, so you know, people, you know, models, people offer to pay me to shoot. But a lot of times I just shot. I didn't really care. I wasn't chasing the money. Gotcha. <laughs> Back then. So you was more, you didn't focus on like more of the, you know. Creative. Creative. Yeah. You used to creative. You used to doing it for fun as a hobby. And then, you know, you yeah. just. Grew into it, then you became so good, then you be able to people come to you start charging. That's how it goes, yeah. Awesome. Did you focus on one aspect of photography, or did would you say to make money in photography, should you focus on one aspect on photography, build your career in that, and start broadening out, or how would you? It depends on what you want to shoot, right? Okay. So you know, we're talking about fitness or lifestyle makes a lot of money. Commercial makes a lot of money. That's advertising. That's where all the money is. Beauty products make a lot of money. So that's where the money is, right? Right. Fashion really doesn't make you that much money anymore unless you're shooting for major magazines or if you're shooting campaigns, right? Mm-hmm. Which that's, that's hard work right now. But if you're shooting commercial lifestyle, um, portrait work, um, you know, beauty products, you're going to make some money. And the way that that works right now is, you know, you got to be able to get in there and and network, find the right people to, to collaborate with. and Bro, I want to stop you right yeah. there. I think that's, if, when you perfect, I feel like the, uh, what you want to shoot and stuff like that, I think the next, next biggest things is networking. Because yes. I have seen people yes. like who, doesn't, who has semi-subpar skills have the big, biggest, really big jobs. It's, it's all. Yes. Because who they know, yep. mm-hmm. for sure. Well, and it's not just that people are subpar. We also live in the age of retouching. True. And so when you have great retouchers out there, you can get away with subpar work and they'll just fix a lot of it for you. But, Absolutely. But people are going to give those jobs to, you know, people that they network with and, and you know, build relationships with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's crazy. When I started uh, being on the big sets and the, the making, the, you know, good money in photography and, you know, learning from the really, really popular photographers, I was blown away. They didn't retouch any of their photos. That blew my mind. That was crazy. And I was like, yeah. man, this is like cheating. It, it, well, <laughs> yeah. it was like cheating. He feels sabotaged. Oh, I, oh man. And I, it's not just that they, 100%. It's, it's oh, this not just that they don't know how to read. It's like they never even bother to learn. But some people are okay. Like me, I don't like to give my images to somebody else to retouch because retouching for me is an extension of my work. Like, Absolutely. You know, lighting it, shooting it, retouching it is just this whole package. Now, yes, it adds more time to what you do, but... Um, you know, I just I've sent work out to professional retouchers, and when I get it back, something's just off. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just not. You you, you got to find that right retoucher that works good with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But guess what? We have the queen 
of modeling in San Diego in the building, guys. We had a, we kept her uh, silent for a little bit. We we're going to open her up, though. You know what I mean? I know you want to talk. <laughs> I know you want to no, talk. How you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? Oh, man, I'm doing stupendous. Stupendous. Uh, so, Rachel, you're a prevalent model in the community. You know, um, you shoot all... Explain a lot, of, a lot of things like you like to shoot. What's your style? So, I mainly shoot lingerie. I am trying to get more into the high fashion editorial lingerie um, aspect in the modeling community. Um, that's where I feel like I flourish at, you know, like that is. Why would you say that? I feel most comfortable in, in, that, in that realm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that is like where I want to be. Right. It's like that's it. That look right there. That's where I want to be. Right. Right. So I want to I want to share a quick story. Um, we had an event here in the studio. I knew Rachel, but we wasn't like, you know, super cool. We were, we were cool, but, you know, we was, had a decent rapport. So we had a Victoria's Secret uh, photo shoot here in the studio event. And I had six girls. And Rachel was like, uh, I need to be one of those models. But I had six girls already. You know what I mean? And I didn't choose Rachel, and Rachel didn't talk to me for a whole year. <laughs> it wasn't a whole year. She though. didn't talk to me for a whole year. <laughs> Holding that garage. She didn't talk to me for a whole year because I didn't choose her as one of the models, man. But you know, I'm so I'm glad that I didn't choose her because it was like a paparazzi event. It was the worst yeah. event I held here at the studio, and it made me stop doing events for a long time. So yeah, I'm glad I didn't. But um, <laughs> you shoot some amazing things. I see a lot of your your work right now, and um, yeah, you're really a, a good model. How long have you been modeling? So I've been modeling on and off for about six years now. Right, right. Oh. Six years? Oh, my God. Wow. When I say that word, like six? Ooh. So you have a strong portfolio with six years of modeling skills. On and off, though. Okay. You know, because when I, when I started, I actually didn't want to be a model. I never wanted to be a model. I never saw myself modeling. I never thought that, Rachel, you're a model. You should model, you know? Right. All my life, I'm like, I've always been told, oh, you should go on America's Next Top Model. Like, you've got nice. the look. You've got, you got everything. But, you know, right. it's all talk. Like, you know, and I didn't feel like pursuing it until this one photographer actually told me to start up modeling. And then he actually helped me get onto Model Mayhem. And then from there, I just kept going but it was never really a consistent thing for me mm, so that's crazy so since you've been modeling for six years so <clears throat> how when would you uh, charge a photographer Ooh, ooh. ooh that is a think good about question it. Think that about is a good it. question um it honestly depends um yeah it honestly depends Talk to me. Uh, Come on now. Yeah, yeah. You can't be, you can't be saying this on the podcast. Let me, let me, let me, let me help her. No, don't help her. No, let her, no, let her no, dig no. deep. I can fit for myself. Let her dig deep. Don't, no, because, don't help her. Because the only time that I'll charge a photographer is if it's not going towards my work that I'm already establishing. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, I already have a look. I already, already shoot a specific kind of look to my portfolio. And if it's not going towards my portfolio then I'm going to charge you. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't just shoot with anybody. 
You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I'm at a point in my career to where I'm are actually... You, are you a photographer hoarder? I am. Ooh. I am. She's a photographer hoarder. <laughs> Man. I am. No, keep going. I'm sorry. But I'm at a point in my career to where I actually want to start paying photographers, which is, I feel like, which is huge. Do you, you know guys what hear I mean? this? You hear this? She says she want to pay y'all. Yeah. So I'm in Oof. the process of like, you know, saving up some coins so mm. I can actually work with some amazing photographers, you know, out in L.A., out in right. New York. You know, I'm actually trying to save up and invest in my career. I, I know that um, in the modeling career, a lot of pe- a lot of models like to only shoot TFP. TFP is cool, but, you know... Is it going towards your vision? You can't just shoot TFP all the time and not expect your portfolio to grow. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So when should a photographer charge a model? That is Think a good question. That is a very good question. You, you was coming out with the questions today. I'm ready. Okay. So ready. I believe that if it's... As a photographer... You should charge models based on what they are requesting. If it's not going towards your work or if it's not a, I want to say, if it's not a, like a collab. If the collab is not mutual, if it's not 50-50, then you should charge the model. And I am really big on collabs because... When I set up a collab, mm-hmm. I I have the makeup artist, I have wow. the stylist, I have everything lined up, and the only thing I need you to do is just shoot. Wow. And if it goes towards your portfolio, then let's shoot. But if it's not, you know, let me know if you are willing to charge me, but just know that I have a budget. You know, now we're now we're communicating on, mm-hmm. you know, is there a budget? Is there anything that I can do for you right. as a photographer to be compensated? Right. You know. Let's so, dig a little deeper on this. Let's dig. Now, so when when we start talking about collabs, right? Mm-hmm. So when as as <laughs> if I was a photographer shooting you, mm-hmm. right? And when you get the images, mm-hmm. what images do you expect to get? How many images would you expect to get? Oh gosh, Courtney! And you see the vet. You see the vet. Six years in the game. Come on, you got a lot of experience. Honestly, four. Bet. Four. Okay. Honestly, okay. four or five. Okay. Um. Yeah, four or five. I don't exceed over five. Four or five. Four or five. Uh, photos. Photos. Damn. Yeah. So when it, so say right. if Mia Ramsey's did a shoot, mm-hmm. he already did a shoot, obviously, but he right. sent me like, hey, he's like, hey, pick out the photos that you want. Or do you want me to pick out photos? You know, I'm like, no, I prefer to see the photos because I'm very meticulous in the photos that I post on my timeline that, you know, that I like to share. Um, Or even just hold on to, you know, just Mm -hmm. keep them in my back gallery for some TBT, you know? So I don't, I do not go over five. Five photos? Five photos. So Ramses. Quick question for you. Let's switch, let's switch lanes. When you're shooting the model, mm-hmm. would you get her less photos or more photos? Would you would you say the more photos you give a model, it decreases your value of your product? Is she paying me? Oh, that's a good question. Yes, she's paying you. 
well, if she's paying me, then there's something that we already agreed. Okay. To something, right? Right, right, you right, know, right. Whatever the agreement is. But generally speaking, I mean, I'll, you know, like when I would do packages for models and stuff, I'll just say, you know, per look would be two retouched finish, two retouched finish images per look. Right. That's generally what I would do. Just keep it simple. Um, most of the time I shoot tethered. Okay. So a lot of times what I like to do while I'm in studio is, you know, as we're shooting, because I shoot raw, mm-hmm. and then, you know, this is something that a lot of models don't understand. They're like, oh, can you send me some stuff to the look at? Like, I can't send you this stuff. It's not, it's not going through the mailbox, right? right? It's like, it's not going to happen. Um, but if I'm shooting on set, I can kind of go through sometimes, and they're like, oh, I really like that picture. I really like that picture. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, I just make it as a selection, and then it doesn't mean I'll use it, but if they really, really like that one or that one, then I'll, um, I'll retouch those and then gotcha. get them back to them. But... Um, but otherwise, you know, I pick the ones that I want from for that I think are the best selections generally, and those are the ones that I'll use. Awesome. Uh, what about do you give models the raw photos? No, <laughs> that was quick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> do you expect no. uh, do you expect models to get raw photos? No, I only. Uh, it just depends on the communication with the photographer. You know, every photographer is different. Um, everybody's interaction is different. But if a photographer is asking me if I want to see the photos and then he dropbox me the photos. Right. Gotcha. Closer. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but I don't expect to see the photos only if it's being communicated to me that I'm going to see the photos. Gotcha. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of people that, that will who don't understand the industry sometimes to say, oh, you know, can you send me the raw? F-? I mean, I've seen those. And usually people are starting off in the industry or don't have really a lot of experience. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's what they'll say is, you know, can I, you know, I'm like, you know, you try and explain to them and sometimes they're just so hard headed. They don't even let information in. They won't listen to you. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I generally don't even bother shooting with people like that who are just, wow. You know, yeah, it's, I don't, I won't, I don't like drama. So I'm not, I'm not going to deal I, with that. I feel you 100%. And that's one thing, like, you know, uh, that's one reason why I started this podcast. That's because there's no standard here in San Diego. And a lot of people, right. we get, it's, you know, one people have a, 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 you know, perception of what you should get. And, and a photographer should, you know, do one thing. They'll give a, a model 20 photos, 200 photos <laughs> in a photo shoot. And just give them all the raw photos. And there's no set standard. So that's why I want to have this open dialogue so you got, so everybody can listen and and special photographers and models like you, people who have right. uh, experience in the game, who's been around, and uh, who are professionals. I, I consider professionals, right? And uh, I want people to hear how you guys really do it because there's no school for this. No, there isn't a school, and I think you know, just more to your point, right? So I think you know what happens is you get people that come into the industry, newer photographers and newer models, right? And so the newer models, yes, shoot with some of these newer photographers. Right. And, and you know, and it's sort of a you know a ladder, right? Like you shoot with right. will new put. photographers when you first start, right? right? Right. So the problem is a lot of new photographers, uh, you know, don't understand what the expectation should be. They don't have an appreciation for what they should be doing yet. Right. They you know, there's not a lot of good mentorship, people they can talk to, kind of, so they, they don't get the lay of the land. Right. So they shoot with this guy, you know, Ricky, whoever. Ricky gives you 50 images, right? None of them retouched, none of, like, poorly done, whatever. Here's 50 images from, from our shoot. Mm-hmm. Then that model gets that sort of reference point, Impression. right? Impression. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. this is how it is, right? So then they reach out to, you know, Hendo, like, hey, Hendo, can I shoot with you? And you're like, yeah. sure, let's shoot. And you're like, okay. 
And then you give them like two or three or four images, like, where's the rest? <laughs> right. Exactly. I see that all day. And then they have a problem. They and have a problem like, with it. Yes. Like, no, I want all the images. So-and-so gave me all the pictures. Why? <laughs> right. And I'm exactly. Like, oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So then exactly. now, and then, and then they start telling all their friends, Hendo sucks. I mean, can you believe he <laughs> did this? And they blasted Oh, man. It's like, he's the <laughs> worst photographer. Like, I'm like, oh, right? And so right. I... Again, all the drama I don't like to deal with. So, you know, those are all conversations you have to have really upfront with people. And, you know, if you're newer to photography or whatever, just understand a few things. Number one, um, your pictures, when you first start shooting, are not good. Absolutely not. I don't care what anybody tells you. They're just <laughs> not. Because a week from now, you'll be better. Because you're going to keep shooting. You'll get better. And all the old stuff you shoot, Trust me, you're not going to want any of that stuff in circulation a year from now. A year from now, you're going to be like looking at your old pictures going, holy crap, I shot that? That right. was bad. Horrible. Right? And all that stuff is out there. But more importantly, um, you know, this is your art. This is your work. And you want the very best of what you do out there and not, you know, not the junk. <clears throat> so wherever you start is where you start. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, Make better choices, good selections. Don't give everybody everything that's not, you know, your best work. Right. So you're from the, so you pretty much started and, and you learned most of your skills from like New York and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Then you came to, you migrated to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Do you see a difference between San Diego yeah. and, and, and New York photographers mm-hmm. and things like Huge. that? Yeah, what, well, what, what do you see? What's the, what's the most uh, prevalent thing that you see? New York is, first thing about New York is, you know, like they say, if you can, if you can survive in New York, you can survive anywhere. But the thing about New York is, outside of just photography, it's just the culture of New York, the speed, the pace, um, people, right, people's time. And so there's a big, like, you know, if you go to New York and you want to work, the first question anybody asks you is how much. Right. The first question they ask you is how much. Because everybody knows time is money. Money, money drives everything. Right? Absolutely. Here, it's like... Money never comes up. People just expect that everything is free. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's one of the biggest differences is, you know, when somebody wants to hire you for a job or talk to you, there's just the expectation that money is involved. Right. You know? Right. Uh, one way or the other. Either you're paying them or you're paying me. Right. So um, out here, it's way more laid back and everybody seems to, you know, there's um, a lot of, you know, kind of chill and everybody's slow to stuff. And right, right, right. A lot of flakes on the West Coast. I'm oh, not gonna shit. Lie. Let's go deeper I'm not gonna lie. into it. I am one of them. There are oh, a lot of you, flakes. Yes, are you a flaker? I am one of them. Oh, I have wow. no problem saying that I there are a lot of flakes on the West on Coast. Oh, we got to so oh, we got to go. I do flake. It's you flake. <laughs> I do flake. Oh man, that's a that's a I do flake. Why yeah. do you flake? Oh man, hold There's, on. Yeah, I think he wants to say go something. Ahead. Go, no, keep go going. ahead. I was gonna say why I think she does, but let's see. Let's hear her say no, why no, she no. does. Oh I want, my god! I want your. This is your, what I think. Okay. I oh jeez. And I don't think it's just her. This is what I think. Oh, it's her. Mm-hmm. It's her. I think. I think, the, <laughs> I think this is what happens. I think. I think model model goes. Oh yeah, I want to shoot instinctively. Just yeah. say I want to shoot. Absolutely. And then, as they get closer, one of three things happen. One, they actually start doing their homework on the photographer's work. Yeah. And then they realize. Oh, you know, this is not, you know, it's not, it's just not going to, it's not going to do anything for me. Right. Right. And, and so they, 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 just, they bug up. They bill. Two, um, they, they feel like they are superior 
to what the photographer can produce Ooh. for them. Right? So then they're like, Bring it home. It. Bring it home. <laughs> this guy's not good enough for me. Right? Bring it home. Oh, the photographer is not good. I'm way better. This, this photographer okay. does not deserve me. Right? Ooh. Okay. Ego. There's Ego. That. And then the third one, is, mm-hmm. and, which is usually sometimes very legitimate or genuine, is, um, you know, life happens, right? Stuff just comes up. And that photographer, again, is just not important enough or not going to do enough to warrant getting rid of the emergency, right? right. Like, like they could, you know, right. something came up. I could solve the problem and still show up. Absolutely. But, nah, it's not worth it. They don't respect no. your time. So that's my guess. That's oh that's nah. your guess, and nah. I appreciate. It. Hey, you know, she goes, but you're wrong. No, I'm no, trying no, to tell no, you. No, 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 because that that is actually accurate. I know a lot of models whose egos are extremely bigger than what they produce. So the ego mm. supersedes their reality. <laughs> yes. Ooh. But for me, um, a lot of it is life. Um, I just had a child, so a lot of it is my life. Um, I think I'm good, but I'm not great. And I'm striving to be great. So I don't have an ego. Um, I'm very modest. Even when you guys hype me up so much, I'm like, in my mind, like, no. I'm just your average person, average Why model. do you flake, goddamn it? I want to hear this but shit. But I'm telling you, I, I flake <laughs> because of life. Um, my, my ex-partner, soon-to-be ex-partner, mm. um, <laughs> you know, I have to I have to be real, you know, and transparent here. Um, there was always problems with me shooting, you know, like whenever I have I feel creative. I'm like, you know, let's go shoot. Let's do it. Let's be creative somewhere. Right. And when you're dealing with somebody who is not creative, they don't understand that mindset, you know, okay. to get up and go and do it. So I feel like. I was always kind of trapped, you know, right. and I didn't want to go and shoot and have a great time and then come back and be in a whole argument later on. But that's know? different, though, Rachel. No, but I'm telling you, that's why I flake. Oh. I flake in respect to my situation. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. She made the commitment. No, no, no. So she agrees to the photographer that she's going to show up. Yes. Right. So then break it down. Break it down. This is what happens. So she makes a commitment. You made the commitment. I'm going to show up and shoot. Yes. Then as the shoot gets closer. Right. Right. Then she's going to negotiate the shoot with with her partner. Right. Right. To say, hey, I'm going to do this shoot. Then it depends on what you're actually shooting. Yes. Now, she mentioned before she likes to shoot lingerie. Right. So if right. You, so if you have a partner that you are with and are in this industry, mm-hmm. you need to have somebody that is either supporting you, encouraging you, um, or motivating you, or nothing at all. Right. Because the in between doesn't work very well for a lot of people like that. Which is to say, she's going to show up to the shoot. Then it's going to be a thousand questions: Who are you shooting with? Yeah. What are you going to wear? Whereas this like all these things, all the yes. insecurities that that person brings to the yes. relationship, and it's come blaring. It's right. It's that's legit. And then at that point, she makes a decision, which mm-hmm. is, okay, fine, I'm not going to go shoot. Right. And then, click. Right. So you're saying so. So let's break this down like how you saying. <laughs> so you're saying you made that commitment. Made the commitment. Mm-hmm. Then once you know closer to the date of the shoot. Mm-hmm. Life happens. Mm-hmm. Then either yes. you don't call the photographer or you just you cancel on that oh, date. Oh, no, no, no. I always communicate with every Cancel flakes. <laughs> Let's go. Cancel, cancel the flakes, flakes, baby. <laughs> Let me tell you. 
<laughs> that is prevalent in San Diego, boy. I tell you that. No, man. but like, um, but yeah, I will say that. Like, I always keep in contact with anybody who I'm supposed to shoot with or who I am shooting with. You, you was itching to say something. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, me. I am. So the question is, how long of a notice <clears throat> do you give that photographer before you flake? Or do you call him at all? It depends. What you mean it depends? No, no, no. Like, for real. Like, it honestly depends on the situation because um, sometimes the argument could happen right as soon as I'm walking out the door or, like, days before. Or, okay. like, the number one, I will say, the number one argument that it was was you're constantly wasting your time shooting with these photographers for free. And you should get paid for your time. And I said, you know, I completely agree with you. But how can I get paid for my time if I'm not showing up at all? Like, how am I supposed to get paid? How am I supposed to get revenue for my time if I can barely do a TFP shoot? So the question is, how do you expect to get paid shooting? What do, how, how would you get paid shooting uh, boudoir? That's the question. That's what I'm saying. Don't shoot boudoir. Oh, okay. Whatever. Whatever you shoot. Okay. Whatever you shoot. Sorry. Sure. So exactly. I gotta feel. I feel like it has to be an end goal first. So I, I feel like you gotta be on a journey and you gotta you have a, a goal and a, it's, it'd be a process. So I feel like you have to figure out how you're gonna get paid and the type of stuff you're gonna shoot first. Then work your way to that that goal and get paid. Exactly. So by canceling on and flaking on photographers, not get you there. Goddamn it. I- I understand. I 100% understand. But so when would you, so have you ever, have you ever counseled on a photographer, flicked on a photographer and didn't call him at all? No. Never? Never. Okay. Never. I always give photographers and everybody else that respect. Ramses, have you ever, have you ever, have you ever had a flake and girl didn't even call you at all? Would you work with that girl again? Never. What if she has a large following and has gave you nothing? She's counseled. Done. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I have, I mean, at an agency, send a model to a shoot, and the model didn't show up. And we pulled her up. She's posting all her previous night Instagram stuff, out partying and getting drunk and stuff. Then wants to show, then doesn't call, whatever. So we, you know, we're all at the shoot, no model. So we called the agency. We're like, hey, crazy. Your model didn't show up. She's like, we'll send somebody else right away. They send another model. We, got, we worked it out. But well, the point was, even with an agency, done. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, you got to be professional. It's a business. And I think 100%. a lot of people don't understand it. It's a business. So, and you're, and you're building your reputation. Mm-hmm. So when you start flaking, you know what I mean? Especially in this small uh, community, bro, uh, you're lucky. I mean, I mean, you're a good, you're a good. You're know, still model, lucky. So yeah, you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Sure. You know, yeah, well, absolutely. But, but you know, there's another layer to this, right? Which is mm-hmm. not just about, you know, counseling or not showing up or whatever else. I mean, you know, there's tiers of, of um, of photographers and his tiers of models, right? Right. I mean, mm-hmm. And so, you know, part of it is again come back to why would you cancel on somebody, right? Is I think there's a lot of people out there that um, don't quite get or understand that if this is just a hobby for you and it's just for fun, right? Which mm-hmm. is what I think you run to a lot of people that cancel or people that just don't take it very seriously. They're Absolutely. Kind of floating through it. If this is just a hobby for you, you're just kind of, you know, 
want to post stuff on Instagram or whatever right. and you know do all that business. Uh, you just need to understand that for other people, it may not be the same thing, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, generally speaking, you know, I like to work with a team. So it's not just that you're inconveniencing me. If there's a makeup artist, right, that makeup artist is, you know, booked that time. Right. They can't get that time back. Absolutely They could not. have booked another client. Yes. They could have booked a wedding. They could have booked something else. Absolutely. Right? You know, if there's a stylist involved, same thing. Other people move their lives around to make it convenient for you. Preach, brother. Ramses. And so... So, canceling, and I get that life happens, so I'm mm-hmm. not saying that that's not a thing. Right. But if it's just I don't feel like it or, you know, I'm not taking it seriously or it's not important to me, that's why I'm, usually after that I'm just like, oh, man. Now, if it's just you and the model, generally speaking, I don't care about those things because, you know, usually I have a relationship with people I'm working with. Right. Mm-hmm. But if it's just, you know, some random person, I vet all that stuff out before. Right, right, because right. I don't like dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Right, I totally understand, and like, and it's really prevalent in the in the community. Like I was saying, man, I have people come here. They book like they spend like four or five hundred dollars, and the model don't even show up. Yes, no call, wow. nothing. That's crazy. On tomorrow, they they bring wow. in behind the scenes videographers. They bring in. They spend the studio time. They, they you know everything four or five hours, and I'm forced to give them back that time. I don't I'm, I don't have to. You don't have to, but you. Get I don't it. have to, but I'm like I feel bad. Yeah. So guess what happens? Now you're inconvenienced. Now yeah. I'm out. You know, four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So it, it's 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 bad. It's a loss for everybody. It, it, let me tell you what we. Let me tell, let me tell you what's prevalent now. This is what's going on now. I mean, we're, we I had four cancellations last week, and the, the excuse is, oh, I feel sick. I know this. I'd be like, come on, you know, all your motherfuckers ain't Damn. together. You know, come on, stop it. You know, but I, I get it. You I mean you can't say she's sick or not? Yeah. yeah. You can't say it. See, the difference with me is that if I tell you that I'm sick, I'm show I'm literally sure. sending you a picture for that sure. I'm sick. You know <laughs> oh, what I, mean? I believe you. Like, it's the same picture from five years ago. She no, just no, yeah. keeps it on fire. You guys are not about to do me. You guys are not about to do me. She keeps it on fire. No, I am very honest. Thank you very much. I'm like, no. I, I don't want a picture of you sick. I want today's newspaper. <laughs> no, no, like, no. I gotta see this is live. You guys are about to make me pull this up because I just did. It the, uh, not too long ago. Look at you, so, I want, yeah, I need so like a hostage week, video. I need to see something. No, because <laughs> no, I'm about to show y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all playing too much. I need to no. see some type of evidence that you know. <laughs> I wasted my time. No, but last week, last week. Let's I, see your excuse. Last week, what was your excuse? No, last week, last week I did. I was last week. Yeah, last week. She's getting a lot together. She's getting a lot together. No, 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 no. I'm joking. I'm joking. joking. (laughs) Because the word lie, the word liar is such a trigger for me. Okay, I got you. It's such a huge trigger. But anyways, I know that you guys are joking. But you see, I actually let them know, like, hey, like, I have a fever. Oh, shit, okay. I'm, like, honest with myself and with other people. Like, we are in a, we're in a parallelogram. You know what I'm saying? Like. We are, we can't be playing no games right now. I agree. And I agree with you. I take my temperature and it is high. I am letting you know out yeah. of respect for you and everybody else. Like, hey, this is what's going on with me. I cannot show up. So if you think that I'm lying, no, hey. this is the proof I hey. am showing you. When you get here, I'm going to take your temperature anyway. So we'll That's know. Fine. <laughs> That's fine. We're going to take that temperature at the door 98 anyway. 98 all day, yeah. baby. Yeah. 98. <laughs> so every podcast Every podcast episode, we bring you to the handle handle congregation, and this is the time. I want to know: Have you have any crazy photographer experiences? Oh, oh. 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 yes, 
<laughs> yes. Bring them to the handle congregation. Okay, the rules are. Okay. The rules are. No names. No names. You got it. Keep it general. Yep. And we want to hear the spicy details. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Okay. So this is when I was first started modeling. You okay. know, I'm fresh in the game. And I went over to a studio. It wasn't Hendo Studios, right? It wasn't Hendo okay, Studios. Okay, this is the- Hendo has been extremely <laughs> like just on sure. his <laughs> just clarification. clarification. Every time. No, but it was another gentleman. Um, and it was a group photo shoot. I had no problem doing those, you know. Um, helping other photographers get their lightings correct or, you know, just being just being there, just being able to help, you know. But it was after the shoot. After the shoot, he says, well, um, I want to talk about the elephant in the room. I said, oh, there's an elephant? Oh, shit. I didn't know there was an elephant. Okay. Okay. <laughs> See, you did the same thing. <laughs> I know you, too. I know you, too. So it's like, okay. I was wow. Like, oh, like, wide-eye emojis. Like, oh. He goes, well, he starts talking smack about another photographer that I worked with. No. Saying that how unprofessional he was. Um, like saying that he wasn't up to par with, I, I guess, his standards, mm. like just very disrespectful. I was so uncomfortable. I was so, so uncomfortable. Wow. Um, but, you know, I listened to everything that he had to say. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, I was just like, you know, I kind of, I, I don't have that experience with that photographer. You know, um, I don't know <clears throat> why... Oh my god! <laughs> yes, there's a, there's a, don't, it's okay. It's there's a, it, there is a lot of, a lot of talking in there. I've been noticing yeah, in San Diego. There's a lot, but and we're here to spread the love. Right, and okay, I was just like, I still try to be positive, but it was just like every single time I try to be positive, he was just like shutting me down, and I just said, you know what? Okay, um, I gotta go home. Mm. You know, I gotta feed my dog. You know, um, I don't necessarily appreciate the fact that you would talk about another photographer with me because I had a great experience with this photographer. Mm. Um, I can't help you. I don't feel that way. I said, I don't feel that way. I said, I thank you for the experience that you gave me with all the rest of the photographers. And, you know, I'm just going to keep it pushing and I left. Right, right. But that was the most awkwardest experience I have ever had with a photographer. Does he did he know that you had a, a, a personal like, you know, relationship, not relationship, but a friendship with that photographer? Was it like it was a sub- subliminal messages he was trying to shoot, you think? Or <laughs> what, what would you think? What would you think the I, whole motive behind it? You know, I, I think it probably was out of jealousy, mm. honestly, because he w- the photographer, he was he was actually a pretty good re- photographer. Like right. He shoots fast. Like, all of his images were, like, really nicely done, even though they were raws. Like, they were nice images, but I guess he felt some type of way. And instead of going to that photographer and speaking and having a conversation with about what he disliked about him or whatever the case may be, he just decided to vent to me about it. Well, I noticed one thing, too. It's a lot of competition here in San Diego. Yes. You know, and there's a lot of people who... They compete in a way, you know, and I don't know. I don't understand it. Like, you know, you're in your lane. I stay in my lane and you're exactly. shooting and have fun. But it's a lot of competition. 
It's, la- oh. it's a lack of aspiration. Less yeah. lack of aspiration. Yeah. I like that. Here's why. Because uh, you know, when you live in, when you're a community, right? <clears throat> when, you're a, when you're in a community like this one or any, you know, they want, I'm sorry. They want to know what state and city. Is it wasn't here in San Diego? It was here in San Diego. Because where else would it be? And to make it worse, he was a black photographer. Ooh. So. Was his name Ramsey? Wasn't me. (laughs) 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 Just to be clear. Clarity no. is the name it, of the game. It is the name of the game. Yeah. No, what were you saying? No, I was just saying, you know, just along that line around competition or whatever else. It's just crazy. You know, especially I find with a lot of younger photographers, right? So there's a limited amount of models that are running around the city trying to shoot with stuff, right? So everybody's yes. kind of generally shooting the same models, right? True. Yes. That's the first thing um, when you're in a smaller city. And then what, what happens from there is, um, you know, People are in their feeds, right? Oh, I saw so-and-so shot with so-and-so, and the pictures look like X, Y, or Z, right? Right. And so you're, you're shooting with this model the next time, and you know, instead of focusing on what you're trying to create and what you're trying to do, a lot of these younger photographers are thinking about, oh, so-and-so did this, so I'm going to do this, or... I think you and I were talking about people that are copying other people. Oh, bro, yes. we, we don't want to go down oh that road. Oh, my God. Adrian, the photographer's in there, too. Oh, we <laughs> oh had a good God. one. And I don't even know what oh that's about, God. right? Oh, but, but. Adrian. Oh, talk, talk to him, Adrian. <laughs> Pop on up, Adrian. Right. Yes. Um, yes. But, but when that happens, you know, it's, you know, again, people are not focusing on themselves. They're just looking around, trying to figure out what everybody else is doing and, and you know, how that, you know, how to shoot their stuff, which is kind of weird to me, but... That happens quite a bit. And so, yeah, you're going to have people doing that. And, um, you know, it's just people's insecurities coming to the surface and, you know, learn your skill, learn your art. Have you, have any, have you had any crazy stories with models? Like you shooting the model, you have anything nuts? You know, the craziest thing I can think Ooh, of. Bring them to the front, to the handle congregation. No, this is, Let's go. This I need to hear, hey, I need to hear some spicy though, Ramsey. The tea. I want to spill all the tea. Give me the tea. Um, Not mine. Though. Literally. The tea. I know. He's, <laughs> he's drinking tea. Um, it, it's the weirdest thing I've ever had happen at a shoot. But um, a local designer asked me to shoot a lookbook for her, right? I was like, great. So she brings over 150 pieces, like just racks of stuff. Wow. Um, you know, and I was living in Portland at the time. So I, you know, I had my own studio. It was a whole day shoot. And... She asked me to find a couple of models. Well, one a model I came from came from an agency, and the other model I found through a friend, a referral, which was weird for me because I never do stuff like that with models that I have never shot before. I never shot this chick before. Shows up, and she's got the paper bag, right? And so I'm like, oh, it's in the bag, right? So she walks by me, and I could smell it, right? Like, nope. just, Whoa. Hold up, the bag or her? Her. Like, <laughs> just, no. I'm like... Okay. No. Ew. What did what did she how, smell how like? How much? <laughs> how much did she drink before she got here? Right? Oh no! Like just I'm like oh this is not gonna go well. But she seemed like she was kind of like okay. Right. Eyes weren't red or anything. Like she just seemed like she was like okay. I'm like okay. Let's see how this goes. Got her all you know done up. Put her in the first uh, outfit. Okay. My assistant walks up to me. You know because we're setting up the finishing the lights stuff and they're getting dressed. So she's like I think there's a problem. Right. I go what? She goes. Back there, the model, she's uh, she's she's uh, she's talking a lot. I go, what's she saying? No, well, she's digging into the designer. 
No. What do you mean she's what? digging through this? Designer's my client, right? What? So I'm like, what do you mean? She, well, she's complaining to her about her clothes. She's telling her how ugly her clothes are. No. I'm like, what? No. So I go back there and I'm like, hey, we cool. The designer pulls me aside. She goes, I think she's a little loaded, right? Like she's got the bag, but she pulled out the bag. She got a big bottle of wine. She's like back there, like drinking the whole thing. And I'm like, oh. chugging it. So we, we put her in the first look. She gets out there. I start shooting. I start shooting. And she, you know, she's doing her thing. And you could barely tell. And then all of a sudden, she looks at the designer again. She goes, what is your fucking problem? Why do you keep staring at me? <laughs> wow. What? what is going on? So I walk around. I said, lady, I don't know what your deal is, but it's not going to work. And uh, she goes, no, she's been giving me attitude since I showed up here. I'm like, yeah, that's the lady that's paying you. You might want to like, turn this shit off and do your damn job and get out of here. She's, right. So after that, I go to the designer. I'm like, look, I'm sorry. Um, and she's like, no, we're done. I'm like, yeah, we're done. I kicked her out. Weirdest thing. I've never kicked a model off a sheet before except for that what? one. Wow. Kicked her out, done. Packed it up, everything, called it a day. <clears throat> I thought crazy. I was done with that designer. Like, so what, what happened with the shoot then? Did you you can't find anybody done, else? Done. Reschedule the type of thing? Done. Wow. We moved off of that. We didn't even finish her lookbook. Wow. Yeah. Dang, that's That's crazy. the kind wow. of stuff that... Um, which is, again, lessons learned, right? This is earlier on in my career. But the lesson learned from that is, you know, yeah, vet everything. And she yeah. wasn't an agency model, which is, you know, scared me. But, um, you know, that's talking about flaking and all these other things. Like, yeah, that's what it could cost you. Right, cost right, you. right. Now, thankfully, I had a relationship with a designer, so we were cool. But, yeah, that very well could have just killed everything. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. I remember one time when I first started shooting, right, this girl asked me to shoot her. And, you know, it's more like fitness stuff. So we rented a, there used to be a, a dope studio here in San Diego called, I think it was Gas Lamp, Gas Lamp Studios or whatever it is. Mm. So she was like, oh, so it's downtown, downtown San Diego. <clears throat> and it's, it's closed now. It's not an open anymore. But uh, the girl was like, okay, I just want to shoot for like fitness. I just want some shots and stuff like that. She came with her boyfriend. Boyfriend was there. And I'm, you know, getting everything situated, you know, on the, on the rack and everything, getting my camera and everything. Turns around, this girl's butt naked. And it scared me to death. <laughs> I would drop my camera what? scared me oh man I was, I was scared I dropped the camera <laughs> I was like I, was, I wasn't expecting it you know what I mean so it is it scared the shit out of me I never shot a girl like that so it was like scary it was my first time ever and she was you know, it's, it's, it's weird when you, you you know when you first start shooting things you haven't shot before right it's yeah like, those yeah. things can be quite intimidating you know the first time I shot a nude model I'm like I want to have my you know my assistant there, yeah, because you know, she's a female, and you know my makeup artist. Yeah, and I will say that I was like, I need everybody there because I, you know, you hear all the horror stories, right? Right. I don't, you know, want some model accusing me of some crazy shit and all this other stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, those things can be intimidating at first, but you know, being a professional in this industry is not, you know, if you're if you're doing your job, you're focused on your art or your work or your craft. Um, you know, I hear all the horror stories models tell me all the time about this photographer. That you hear all the crazy shit. But at the end of the day, um, you know, it makes it hard for professionals to do their job because you have all these caveats that come with it. Models, you know, if, if I want to shoot with somebody, then here's a list of all the disclaimers you got to go through just to get a shoot done. Absolutely. Which I have zero patience or tolerance because I'm like, I'm not a crazy person. So, yeah. you know, Hannah. But then you get on the list. <laughs> no, she says, yeah. But then you yeah. get on the list of all these horror things because, you know, people are just afraid of, right, right. you know, what could happen on set, which is, you know, why a lot of times I, I, I just like to work with people I know because 
I don't have to worry about all the crazy shit that comes with all this other stuff. So just too much. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. So Rachel, uh, I know you shoot sometimes you shoot nude, right, as well? I don't shoot nude anymore. Okay. So why don't you shoot anymore if you don't mind me asking or you want to? I just, you know, I just realized, like, where I want to be. You know what I mean? So before I was just shooting just to shoot, and I shot literally everything from fashion to editorial to nude to implied to... When would you shoot nude with with a photographer when you did shoot nude? You said when? Yeah. Would you shoot with anybody? Like, if a, if a photographer reach out to you, would you just shoot with anybody, or would you have to? Would you need a rapport with that photographer or anything? The only photographer that I would shoot nude with is Ramses. Damn. He asked me. My. He did ask. Guy. Me, like, let's just go. respectable <laughs> photographers, you know. Um, since that's not where I'm trying to go anymore, like. I don't see myself shooting nude anymore. Right, right, right. So, but still, um, mm-hmm. let's switch subjects. So mm-hmm. I got I got a, a good subject that a lot of people disagree with me on with uh, force photographer Ramsey Ramses. So, do you think iPhones would take over photography? Mm. Why would you not? Why would not? Ooh, I think so. That is a good question. I think so. Uh, here, here's. So, I mean, so the new 12, right, just came out, right? Okay, this is the 12. Yeah, so the new 12 that came out comes closer than anything has before, right, in terms of what it can do. And, and what I appreciate about the 12 is what they've done in the digital space when it comes to um, filmmaking, right? Mm-hmm. Forget about photography, because photography, I'll come back to answer that question. Yes. But, but let me start with just the film aspect. So, so the film aspect, what iPhone has done, is they've said, let's take all the things that you would do with a, say, a DSLR or right. a, a ProRes camera, and you have all these profiles, right? Right. These profiles are huge. The reason why they don't work in phones is because they're big profiles. Why you need a big camera for it, right? But what they're doing is they're mimicking it in software. Mm-hmm. They're not actually using hardware. You know, it's not like it's writing you know, not this big machine of code. It's just software. So what's happening is Apple has found a way to mimic and recreate the process and then export it out, like ProRes and all these other things that they use for a video. And it's going to work to a point. You can't broadcast on big things like television. You can do tablets and phones easily. And I think the same thing is going to happen with um, pictures, right? So cameras on phones work to a point. But, you know, we, we're talking about, you know, pixel size for you know, magazines or publications or things like that, they can't shoot a large enough file. I disagree. Can't. I disagree. They can mimic the software. They can mimic the software. They're about to start shooting raw in camera rams. It's, it's, it's mimicked. Mic. Okay. So I'm saying it's mimicked. It's, it's not full raw like you and I understand of it Of course, to be. right. Right, it's software. Right. Now, will the software eventually get to a point? I'm sure it will at some point, right? Um, I just don't know that's going to happen anytime soon. I just don't. Wait, wait, oh, wait, wait. Man. Oh, man. This is very technical oh, stuff. Yes, I mean, that's yes. what I'm talking I'm trying to go. Guys, if you guys could just see Courtney's face. <laughs> oh, my like, gosh. The whole time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, you know. So you're trying to tell me. Yeah. That you need. So you're trying to tell me. So if I had, a, a, let's say, a, a Canon T3i, mm-hmm. I can't shoot a billboard on that? Sure, of course you can. Okay. 
You That's, can shoot it on anything. The quality that the billboard is going to be is going to be the question. So, but you're not okay. Not even billboard. So a magazine cover. So you're trying to tell me I can mm. I can right now I can shoot I can take my phone mm-hmm. and shoot and edit and put it on a camera uh, on the on the front cover of a yes. So why would it not get to that point of technology? You said to say technology is not going to advance. I think it will advance. It's, it has to advance because not in the not in the way that we not in the way that we have seen. That's what I'm saying. It'll be a different medium. It's right. not going to be. It's not going to replace it. It's going to be something else. That's True. that's what I'm saying. I agree. I get you. Um, okay. You know, will it? No, you're not going to opt just because. You can't you can't jam all that stuff into. You don't need it though. Um, you don't need it. Most sometimes you don't need it. For There's, small things, you won't. Like if I shot an iPhone cover today and put it on a magazine, you wouldn't be able to tell. Exactly. Pa- partially because of retouching. Exactly. Not necessarily because the quality of the image is that much, you know, true. Better. It's, gotcha. it's going to be retouching. Right. Right. Putting in Photoshop, I can make anything look like a Absolutely. magazine cover. Right. You can shoot on your freaking. You know, flip phone, and I can I make it. Like, <laughs> like Adrian has a lot to say about you know? this. Oh, oh, Adrian, we we go off on this. Me and Adrian go off on this. Adrian right. has a lot to me, say about this. Me, Adrian, uh, uh, Eric Williams, he's still in the chat room. We he believes I'm crazy. That what? But, it, I mean, the technology technology will will create software will get you to a point. It really will. The question is, is how willing will an editor? be to adapt to it, right? And the mm-hmm. reason why I say that's because publishing, you know, there's a lot of technical aspects to publishing that require that type of mega, same thing with, with cinema, right? Right. When the 5D came out, 5D2, that sensor in the 5D2 was big enough to project onto a movie screen, right? right. That's right. how big that sensor was. We'd never <laughs> seen that before. I mean, there have been whole, you know, House, the TV show, they had final episode was shot on Canon 5D2s, right? The whole, right. Se- the whole season, right? Um, so nobody thought that would happen, that right. a small DSLR would replace these big RE, you know, cameras. But here we are. Um, that's so, my point exactly. But that's hardware, right? It's hardware. Okay. Software is a very different thing. Apple's been trying to crack this for years. Right. You know, they've been trying to crack this for a long time. They, which they, is They're going to. Oh, man. Look, small things, sure. Big things, I just don't know that's going to happen in terms of editors adapting to it. Um, But I do think next-gen consumption in terms of how people consume media is definitely getting away from print. Right. Oh, for sure. So so in that realm, in that context, I think what you're saying has strong validity. For sure. In terms of what Apple can push into digital media. Um, But if you want to do, you know, magazines, you know, billboards. I just don't know that you can pack that much punch in there yet. Oh, it already already happened. You know what I'm really hoping to see more of? 3D art, but in the beauty industry. You know, Mm. I want to add one more thing to that that argument. I'm trying to look it up right now. So I think this is what's going to happen, Rachel. Remember I said Mm -hmm. this, and I I got this all documented right now. This is where it's going. Yeah. When you pick up your phone, you're doing two things. Right. You're on social media. Correct. Or you're taking pictures. They know that. I don't know about that. What do you mean? On my phone? Yes. What's the most what's the most important features on your phone? Ooh, FaceTime. Camera? FaceTime. Okay. Okay. Now okay, I can see that. Camera? Okay. And and social media. That's pretty much okay. what everybody's doing on their phone. Okay. 
So let me tell you what's going to happen. Everybody listen to this because this is what's going to happen. <laughs> I will give it five to seven years. Here we go. That phone's going to keep progressing, progressing, yep. progressing, and progressing, mm-hmm. and progressing. Because people love taking pictures. This is, my, this is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. This is not facts. This is my opinion. People love taking pictures. It's social media. That's what you use it for. They, they take pictures with your, your friends right. and post it. It's going to get bigger, 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 and bigger, and bigger. Because these companies know that's why these kids and up-and-coming teens or, or whatever, they're using mm-hmm. you know, the phone mostly. Then what's going to happen is it's going to get to a point that they're going to start bringing lenses onto these, these iPhones, like you know, detachable lenses. Watch. I, might, I should do it right now. But listen, they're going to have the detachable lenses you can put on your iPhone. Then you're going to be shooting shallow depth of field and all that on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. And it's going to wipe out the normal consumer uh, uh, photographer, the hobbyist. So oh, that market, yeah, yeah. the mm-hmm. hobbyist market, forget about mm-hmm. it. If you're shooting depth, shallow yeah, depth of no, field. No, no, for sure. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Forget about it. The pros is the, really the question. Right? So I agree with that, what you're saying. Yeah. I, no, I'm 100% with you when it comes to consumers. Absolutely. Right. Digital phones. Hell, you don't even need to add the, the lens. People are already there anyway, right? Because right. right. technology will give you depth of field, right? Right, so, right. So, Did you see the, the iPhone? Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, no, it's yeah. unbelievable. 100% with you in that, in that regard. I'm still thinking about the pro context, and the pro context is very different because there's still uh, the other elements is not just about the pictures and the stuff. It's advertising. True. Advertisers have not solved the riddle of how to switch to that technology yet. Um, they still need to put it in 